ora koutou and welcome to Primary Matters, an MPI podcast that delves into things that matter to our primary industries. I'm Carol Stiles and in this podcast I'll be taking a look at what's going on to keep our food and fibre industries thriving and safe. In this series I'm catching up with people who have crucial and often surprising jobs to protect animals, crops, our environment and the economy. It's kind of a case of you do what? Hi, my name is Hamid Malik. I spend a lot of time looking at the buffets on cruise ships. It's a matter of looking and not tucking in for Hemant. He's a quarantine officer and it's his job to identify biosecurity risks at the border. We are a producing and exporting nation. We are known in the rest of the world for our quality of produce. The produce on board these cruise ships is from the rest of the world which may contain pests that could be damaging to our um, agriculture industry. We just want to make sure that it stays on board. We don't want any pests coming into New Zealand. So every cruise ship that comes into New Zealand is inspected? That is correct. Yes, yes, they will be inspected. This cruise ship originated in Sydney and is carrying more than 4,000 people and 1,500 staff. It's just birthed in Auckland and those ready to disembark will have about four hours to enjoy the city. There's lots of buses lined up to take them. That is correct. We've been told there's 20 buses um, with a capacity of 50 each. They're assuming they should be able to bus around 1,000 people in an hour on those 20 buses. What would you do if you had four hours in Auckland? <laughs> Different to go Sky Tower. <laughs> Obviously, on being on cruise ship, you would have eaten a lot. So I wouldn't say go into a restaurant, but I would definitely go for a beer, maybe, if not... <laughs> So it's up the gangway and off to check in with the chief officer or captain. You alright? Yeah, it's steep, isn't it? It is. Ladies and gentlemen, please listen to the following announcement. New Zealand's biosecurity law prohibits the removal of certain food items from this vessel whether available on board or brought on personally. Food items that cannot be removed include fresh fruits and vegetables, meat of any kind, prepared meals including sandwiches, dairy products, eggs, honey, also flowers, seeds. After this we'll start the inspection which has been uh, required for us to give them the clearance, which would include um, wood packaging material which might they have on board, um, what waste are they planning to discharge, um, what food they've got on their buffet. I've got a list of it that I'll follow. So I heard the announcement as I came through. That is correct. They're supposed to do that quite often. So we just, I've noted down the time what, when they've done it, and then I'll see when, it, when they do it again. They just can't do one off and not do it for another hour. People have been disembarking, so they should get to know it every few minutes. So this is Master's Declaration. This is where they declare what sort of provisions they've got on board. Got a list of the type of meat they have on board and all the fresh produce that they have on board and where it's from. Yes, country of origin. And then what, how they manage their refuse, um, as in what, what do they do with their waste? How do they manage it? How do they secure it? So it says here that it's in drums in a yep. holding room and it's, some of it is put into a grinder. Yes. And that's all their food waste? That is the food waste. The rest of it um, gets... Um, 
from what I have seen, it gets separated, cardboard separated from tin, separated from glass, and then it's collected into big sacks. And then they discharge it on a port that is convenient for them. So Ryan, I understand you've got some storage um, tanks for your um, food waste? Yes, we do. Anything that's left over from the galleys or anything from the buffets that isn't eaten, uh, we have the pulpers on board. So uh, these pulpers, they, they grind up and communute all, all the food waste. Uh, it gets held into a storage tank and then eventually it can be discharged at sea. How do you know when to not discharge that food waste into the sea? When to discharge? Uh, when to not and when to discharge? Uh, yes. So our company policy is outside 12 nautical miles going at least six knots. Generally we operate outside of 13 and whatever the operational speed over six, knot is, six knots is, uh, but policy is at least 12 nautical miles from nearest land or baseline. And how do you know when you're out of the 12 nautical miles of New Zealand territorial waters? Uh, we have all that marked on the electronic charts. Yeah. Uh, so we're able to see when we're outside of that distance. Okay. Wow, so this is where all the action is. Yeah, this is the heart of it. We've come down one level, have we, from yeah. the Grand Ballroom? Yeah, so down one level. So this is the I-95 that we're walking along. So this hallway runs from one end of the ship to the other. Uh, so that's kind of where everyone, all the crew moves, all, all the pallets, all the trolleys, uh, everything moves through the I-95. And then this is the garbage room that we're entering now. I was expecting to see bottles, but you've crushed all the glass. Yes, so all of the waste that's brought down by the crew members, whichever department it may be, uh, bottles from you know the bar, uh, they come down, they sort through their waste, uh, everything is separated and then it's processed. Bottles are crushed, cans are compacted, uh, anything that's dry waste that can be incinerated, we, we filter through and we put through the shredders and that's stored in the, the silo for the incinerator. But we're here to check out biosecurity risks. Wooden pallets are on the list for inspection. If they bear the stamp to say they've been heat treated, it'd be okay for them to be offloaded. We look for any signs of live insects, signs of any fungi on, on, on the wood packaging. And it wouldn't be able to be offloaded if you could see that? Yes, that is correct. Bikes that are available for guests to take for a spin in Auckland also get the once over. What usually happens is we'll inspect them to make sure there's no soil or excessive plant material on them um, because they're coming on board, off board for a while and at this stage they seem alright. Hey, other than bikes, are there any sporting goods other than these that you're planning to land for um, your um, patrons to use? Uh, these were the only ones that I was uh, specifically requested to ask about, so as far as I know, this is it. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, so we've done that. So. Now what we need to do is um, a gas surveillance, so if somebody could take us to the main deck. Just, uh, yeah, just the open deck. Just to be exactly, yes please. Yeah. How many floors? Uh, there are 16. 16, 16 levels. levels. Yes. Thank God for elevators. <laughs> just one more thing, I, I haven't heard your announcement in list or almost 40 minutes. I mean, if it is possible, we would prefer it to be a bit more frequent. Sure. So what we're doing now is we're doing a surveillance um, for giant African snails because then they've been to a high-risk port for giant African snails. They've been to Vanuatu. And we don't want them here? No, we don't. <laughs> they eat a lot. They, they, that pest can be damaged to us. Unforeseen damage. Yep, they eat pretty much everything. They, they become a size of a palm um, and they can eat and eat and eat. Speaking of eating, the buffets, the next stop.
Yes, we need to make sure um, certain high-risk goods like whole fruits or honey is not on display for people to take off um, off the whistle when they go out onto um, on on the shore. Right, you don't want them to slip a banana in their pocket. Banana or an apple or an orange or a sachet of honey. So if it's chopped up, there's less likelihood of them putting it in their pocket. That is correct. There's less likelihood, plus the risk itself is mitigated because a whole fruit has a a high risk of live pests on it, whereas a sliced or diced fruit has very little risk. So we've got some chopped up pineapple and melon. Melons, and then we've got lettuce, um, sliced vegetables, dried vegetables, cheese platters, meats. Yeah, so you're, you're highly unlikely to take a platter of um, diced fruit for yourself. But if it's a whole banana, the, the tendency is you'll pick it up and you'll put it in your bag, but you'll eat it later. We don't want that. The message hasn't entirely got through. Hi, um, would it be too rude to ask if you could remove these whole fruits off the display? Would no, that be alright? No, that's right? no problem. Let me just... Uh... Please. We've just found some apples and oranges and nectarines and some pears um, but there's a big sign beside them in a couple of different languages saying please don't take any fruit from the ship ashore that is correct and it it says if you do take one um, ashore you will get it $400 fine and we've got um, we've got our teams on on the ground who are um, we've got some dogs working with them and the inspectors to inspect the bags so the risk itself is mitigated but it shouldn't have been here to start with if they were to slip one of these into their bag, that is correct. The dog might pick it up they're just as they're not might. They will definitely pick it up. Yep, the dogs have a very strong sense of smell. Even if it was in your bag a couple of days back, they can still smell it. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. We are done with this. Sure, so you if you can just show us how. Yes, please. Yes. Quarantine officer Hemant Malik and the dogs did their job. They found one person who was almost carrying a fruit bowl. They had an apple, a nectarine, a banana and an orange in their bag. I'm Carol Stiles and you've been listening to You Do What? A series in MPI's Primary Matters podcast. Thanks for listening. Kia pai te rā.